0: You know, when we did the show with our friend, Dr. Brian Artis, and a lot of the feedback was, this can't possibly be true. In fact, the the feedback that he was getting long before he came on our show, when he was on with Stu Peters and Mike Adams and uh, doing his own research and talking to people, he was getting this feedback from so many places. This is impossible. It couldn't be snake venom instead of a virus. And, And people... You know, we've been trained all our lives to believe the medical explanation of things that viruses cause all these diseases and the current disease is caused by the worst virus ever that you have to have endless vaccines for and vaccines save the world. And I've had a lot of very smart people tell me, and this includes doctors and scientists and academics and professors and everybody saying, well, it's a given that, Vaccines have saved us from annihilation so many times. I mean, and the typical thing they bring up is that vaccines uh, eradicated polio, vaccines eradicated smallpox, and then they go on and on. And now vaccines are eradicating measles. And they they don't even imagine the possibility that that's all intentional lies. And And when I say it's intentional lies, I'm talking about at the top level where those stories originate that the doctors and the medical professionals and the academics who repeat those things have been taught that science is finding acceptable information like from CDC WHO or some health official like the ones hired at the White House or people like that and you just listen to them and you memorize what they say you assume it's absolutely true and you tell it to everybody else with the same understanding. And we're so deep into this hypnotic trance of blind belief in authority and blind belief in nonsense over and above common sense. I mean, there's so many examples, it would take a long time to go through them. And it's about 300 degrees out here. And Hi, baby. Hi. Hummingbird wants to listen, too. So I hope you guys don't mind. came up to about 18 inches away. Anyway, as I was saying, we're so deep into this hypnotic nonsense that we've been fed in a very um, sophisticated, organized mind control program to our detriment that we don't question it. And this gets to the issue of what is science? You know, one of the main things about real science, it never takes blind belief in authority and, and assumes it's true. It would never do that. It wouldn't do it for CDC, WHO, HHS, the president, you know, the head of the World Health Organization, anybody. Real science doesn't do that. It says, oh, that's interesting. Let's find out if it's true. And it's never settled. It doesn't say, well, vaccine saved the world and that science is settled. No. Brainwashing is settled, yeah, for the moment. But science isn't settled at all. Science can't be settled. However much you love your theory and want it to be absolutely unquestioned forever, if you hold that position, you're not dealing with science at all. You're dealing with a religion of science or religion of religion says this has to be true because it says it's true and it has to be true. And if I question it, I'm bad and probably going to hell in some form. And therefore, it's true. That is actually not science, you guys. So when we're told all these various things, if you want to be a scientist, anybody can follow science. You don't have to have 10 PhDs or be a medical doctor or anything. In fact, a lot of the PhDs and medical doctors um, are not following science at all, especially the ones that give orders, trust the science and never question what I say. That's not science. So I guess where this came up, and as I was saying when the hummingbird wanted to come and join us, that it's about 300 degrees out here, so I don't want to take too long. But it's a really important topic, because the point is not just a momentary interesting or boring or semi-interesting video, it's changing our life situation before the program to eliminate life on earth is done. And I don't want it to go any farther. And I'm sure you don't either. So, an example of this, it came up during the week with the emails. Um, what, some of the emails were saying, anybody that questions whether the SARS-CoV-2 virus exists is just a crazy conspiracy theorist. Do you even know what conspiracy theorist is? Do you know what a conspiracy is? People are using the conspiracy word as synonymous with nonsense now because that's what we're trained to think the term conspiracy theory was invented right after the jfk assassination which i remember well and john kennedy was shot when he drove in a convertible in more trusting times and he was shot from multiple directions and usually if one person shoots you They can't do it at the same time from opposite directions. That's really difficult. It takes a degree of skill that marksmen don't have. It's, yeah, it doesn't happen. So some of the people noticed, wait a minute, he was shot from more than one direction. Lee Harvey Oswald couldn't be the only person involved, if he was involved at all. And there's serious doubt whether he was. and so those people that pointed out that there were multiple killers involved of Kennedy, were the government wanted to discredit them because if they start getting too deeply into who was in that conspiracy, which is just people working together to commit the crime, it happens all the time. It's not some far-out notion. Conspiracy is common. Um, if people questioned it too much, they might find out that people within the government and within the... Uh, contractors of the government were the ones who carried it out not some lone crazy gunman so they wanted to stop that in its tracks and they said let's psychologically discredit these people who want to look at that and call them conspiracy theorists that means nonsense that you're trying to make true and it to make you look like an idiot and they th- they found that that worked really well people were embarrassed to be called conspiracy theorists, They didn't know why. It just meant you're a fool. And so they used it in any idea that the government or the authorities did not want you to have, and they call it a conspiracy theorist. So now, when they are using it to the maximum, uh, they'll say, if you believe geoengineering is going on, you're a conspiracy theorist. If you believe vaccines aren't safe and effective, you're a conspiracy theorist. If you believe... um, war is pre-planned or that uh, the medical system is actually killing most people before the disease kills them you're a conspiracy theorist in other words you're crazy and we think we have been trained so well see if we had our common sense we'd say wait a minute if i question something why does that make me an idiot could you explain that a little further And they don't want you to think like that. Your common sense has to be gone for us to be annihilated according to the global agenda. And if you believe there's a global agenda, even if, like me, you've studied it for, I don't know, four or five decades or more, then you're a conspiracy theorist. But that's because the conspiracy that exists there that they're hiding is deeper than you can imagine. So emotionally, It's really hard for people to be open to grasp and question and investigate the depth of what's really going on. I mean, sci-fi movies are one thing, but this is ridiculous. It's infiltrated all the power positions, or almost all the power positions in the world, in government, corporations, uh, private cartels and gangs. I mean, it's really a brilliant and well-organized and successful plan it's too bad it's not for something good so what was being questioned this week is i was telling a person in email um, the so-called pandemic is not caused by a virus at least there's no proof no evidence whatsoever that it's caused by a virus let alone the specific one called SARS-CoV-2 and multiple people would say People that believe that are conspiracy theorists. They're idiots. They're gullible. They believe in flat earth. Um, and I don't think this is connected to the flat earth issue. Uh, but the, the implication was that anybody who thinks the earth is flat is an idiot. But I'm saying, look, if you follow science, you have to be open to finding out if the earth is flat, triangular, pyramid-shaped, round, whatever. I mean, even some of the flat earth people are not following science. They're saying if you think it's round, you're an idiot. You know, you can't think it's round. You're bad. See, science doesn't have ego. This is really important. You know, if you're dedicated to the flat earth theory and you defend it against all questions, you're not following science. If you're determined that the earth is round and it cannot be any other shape, no matter what, you're not following science. Drop the ego. It's not cheering for your football team, or it shouldn't be. This is wanting to find out what's true. And since that's what we all need to do, why not help each other do that? I mean, that's the best kind of debate when you're, you're both wanting to know what's true. And if one person finds out that they're uh, mistaken about various things, they say, thank you. Now I'm closer to what is not mistaken. That's the attitude of science. So when you hear the SARS CoV 2 virus is not proven to exist, it's not just me. If you think I'm an idiot, it's not just coming from me. It's coming from a lot of really smart and serious and scientific doctors like Dr. Kaufman and Dr. Cowan, who's been on our show and Dr. Pilevsky and so many others. John, One of the investigative journalists who has done such great work on the existence of the virus is John Rappaport. Um, he's moved to a paid pro, a platform now for his writing, but he's got a huge amount of brilliant writing on the pandemic and the virus and the process they call isolation. And the, the authorities are trying to make you think. If you're questioning the isolation of a virus, you're an idiot and a conspiracy theorist and anything else bad that will make you stop questioning it. Um, and even some of the great doctors, Joseph Mercola, who's a great hero working for freedom and education and wonderful guy, I've had communications with his office, when he was asked about the idea that the virus may not exist he said we don't want to get off into the weeds of whether the virus exists no joe we this is really important weeds we we do want to get off into it because it's an indication of the depth of the deception that's at the foundation of the pandemic very important it's not in the weeds it's a central issue and the fact is that if you look in john rapaport's explanations or there's a great book on it called um what is it the uh contagion myth by sally fallon Morell. who's not even a medical doctor but she's good at common sense and um thomas cowen i think was the co-author if i'm not mistaken and uh yeah i think so thomas cowen is great I, i've talked to both him and sally and um uh, they go into detail in the book and there are other books on this too one called the virus mania that just came out and they talk about the details If see the whole thing about isolation is you don't know what you're looking at if you've got a soup full of innumerable various microorganisms and you say well cells are dying the vir- there must be a virus in here and it must be doing the killing that's really dumb you guys that's below second grade logic I mean that's r- shows how far we've been dumbed down no if you want to even know if the virus exists you got to take everything out of the mix find what it you know what characterizes it get it by itself which you can do with centrifuges and different techniques and then you have to actually ideally you have to extract it from a person you think is sick from that virus you have to isolate it culture it Put it into another person and see if they get the same sickness. Then you could say, and you have to do this with lots of people, not five or ten. Then you have a reason for a theory that this virus, A, exists because you isolated it, and B, is involved in this disease and maybe even causes it, because when you put it in a healthy person, they get the same disease. This has not been done. I don't know if it's been fully done with any virus. I kind of doubt it. And, and you know, so emotionally you have to be strong enough to look at something your programming said, ridiculous, it can't be true, it's impossible. All the conspiracy theorists say it. They believe in flat earth. You know, they're all fools. I'm the smart one. And it doesn't exist. You can't think like that unless you don't want to know. And most of us don't want to know, actually, if you're honest about it. But if you drop the ego... Nothing to prove, nothing to disprove, just want to investigate. You just want to know what's true for your own well-being and strategy and things like that. Then you say, okay, we question everything. Question that the earth is round, question that the sky is blue, you just question everything. Because if the sky really is blue and you question it, it's still going to be blue. It's not threatened by your questioning. It's a very important issue. You're not endangering anything except mistaken beliefs by questioning everything. So when you question, all right, does a virus exist? And you start with the one that everybody's worried about now, the, the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And you say, well, obviously, to find out if it exists, you have to get it where you can examine it. You have to isolate it if it's mixed in with all kinds of other garbage, like the current fake version of isolation does i mean it's so ridiculous it's it's so far from science it's not even in the same universe you have to get it by itself a true isolation then you know it exists especially if you find do that multiple times then you have to find out if it exists in a person with a disease you think it's causing you have to get it out isolate it from them put in a, there's procedures for doing stuff like this with bacteria it's called coax postulates and with um, viruses it's called rivers protocol I believe if I got the word right and you take it after you isolate it and you put it in a healthy person and they get sick and you repeat this thousands of times then you've got a basis for saying there's a virus and it is making people sick that was not done why was that not done? because as far as evidence shows so far SARS-CoV-2 doesn't exist now Dr. David Martin has done wonderful work on patent history going back before the year 2000 and probably before that and finding out that what they call sequences uh, that define certain viruses were patented. That doesn't mean the virus with those sequences existed. It means there was a computer file with those sequences and those were patented long, long in advance for various business purposes. Same thing with the basis of vaccines and things long before a disease is claimed. But as far as those viruses actually existing, there's no evidence at all. I mean, we not just do I not know about it, and Dr. Kaufman not know about it, and Cowan not know about it, etc. When health agencies, like sorry, this is the real wilderness. They have bugs and stuff. Not enough, but they have bugs. Um, And self-defense is, you know, authorized in those situations. Um, Canadian health authorities with a guy named, I think Patrick King was being uh, on trial for disrupting some COVID measures in Canada. And he subpoenaed the information from the Canadian health agency, I think in the province where he was in the West, and said... Show me a sample, which they should have, obviously, of the uh, virus that you say is causing the disease that I disrupted the protocol for. And they said, they had to say, we don't have it. This has happened many times. Nobody has had it that I know of. No agency has had it. All they have to do is provide it and prove it exists. They can't do it. Now, if you still are so brainwashed that you say, well, that doesn't matter. If they've never seen it, if they say it exists and caused mass death, it does. Then you have a serious logic problem, and you really can't reason through or even participate in a discussion coherently. So we need to be less brainwashed than that, okay? We're going to figure this out. So Dr. Brian Ardis went through his academic training and still kept some common sense, open-minded logic ability to see through things and investigate what was really happening. And he told the story in multiple videos. Sorry for the helicopter noise. Just a second. Dr. Brian Artis, really good guy that I've met and uh, on video anyway, was on our show. And he had this event happen to him about monoclonal antibodies. And he was arguing against them because he thought they were no good for treatment of these people sick with whatever COVID actually is. Because there is a real sickness. You can see it. People are getting sick in certain areas in particular. And he was enlightened by another doctor. I'm not sure if it was Richard Fleming or some other well-known doctor who said... Uh, hey, Dr. Artis, if you got bitten by a snake, you know, got injected by a rattlesnake or a coral snake or depending on what part of the world, what kind of poisonous snake you got bitten by, would you go to the uh, emergency room and get anti-venom, which is a proven antidote to, that deactivates snake venom? And Dr. Artis figured out he was being given a clue about what happens with covid And he realized that COVID has all the symptoms, whatever that sickness of COVID is, has all the symptoms of snake bite poisoning. Now, if you're brave enough to drop the ego, if you're one of those people who wrote to me and say, oh, this is the flat earth idiocy, this is all the stupid people are saying this, drop that, okay? If you want to know what's true, you have to always drop that. As much as possible, you drop the ego, drop the preconceptions, drop the labels, drop the ad hominem attacks that this guy just looks like an idiot. You know that's not true. Drop all that garbage and use your best focus to see what is going on. And Dr. Artis did that. And he found out that all the things that really help the people who have whatever COVID is like ivermectin hydroxychloroquine zinc vitamin d vitamin e uh, certain antibiotics in conjunction with those things those are the same things that deactivate snake venom and the symptoms of COVID, those are all the symptoms of snake venom poisoning and he kept investigating and he started getting attacked he got word that he was on a hit list from one of the big drug dealers even above dr Selenko and everything came out that he was on the right track and that if he exposed it, he'd be killed. And these big drug dealer companies that we call medical organizations, they have hit teams. And unfortunately, there's a lot of evidence of their work. But what Dr. Artis realized is that if we don't tell the truth, then we just cower in fear and try to keep quiet and maybe the whole thing will go away probably won't go away and it's going to get a lot worse and if everybody does that then you know there's no way to get out so he told the truth and he exposed that uh, some kind of venom probably a synthetic snake venom or snail venom also is another possibility they're not garden snails there are certain poisonous snails with really powerful toxins in them and it looked like that was true and he said Well, how could it be given to certain communities where we saw the first outbreaks of so-called COVID? How could it be transmitted to those people if it's not a virus floating around in the air? Which nobody's ever shown that it was any kind of virus. And he said, maybe they put it in the water system. And he made a documentary that you can watch called Watch the Water. It was really good. He talked about it on Stu Peter's show, which is a great program. And people, including doctors, attacked Dr. Artis, saying, <clears throat> Dr. Artis, this is ridiculous. If you put it in the public water supply, first of all, everybody would get it equally. And second of all, it would be too diluted. And Dr. Artis never came up with an answer to that in the beginning, anyway. And I didn't know an answer to that either. I thought there. Are, I thought maybe some of the other doctors who were saying that it's distributed by contact you know, leaving it on somebody's computer or whatever. But that would take armies of people going around spreading it by contact, and that didn't seem too feasible either. So recently we are interviewed um, Janet Phelan, investigative reporter for the uh, activist post. Great lady. I really enjoyed talking to her. And she's being attacked. All these people who try to tell... Unacceptable truths get severely attacked. And her great contribution, which is in our video that you might like to see, it's a inter- free interview with Lost Arts Radio, Janet Phelan, P-H-E-L-A-N. She found out that in the major cities that she investigated, and even some of the smaller towns, the water supply lines that go through uh, business areas and neighborhoods and in industrial places and uh, private neighborhoods, all that. There's a second water line that is secret. And by secret, I mean when she tried to get the blueprint that showed it, they de- they redacted it. They blocked it out with whiteout or something like that so that she couldn't see it. She had to get a copy of the unredacted blueprint from field crews in the street. She explains that in the interview. You should watch it if you're interested. And she found it. She found the way that they could distribute the poison in the water system. And it's got remote-controlled valves on every single line going to every single house so that that second line, which they can put anything in they want, not water, can be open to one house, one community, one area of town. It's all there. And she wrote a book that was about it called At the Breaking Point of History. I haven't read it, but it sounds like a good book talking about this stuff. So don't, I guess the bottom line is, don't write off ideas that you're not emotionally ready to consider assuming they're conspiracy theories and nonsense. Because if they're not, you're sacrificing your own ability to understand more what's going on for the sake of emotional comfort with a program that you're not ready to question. And this has to do with vaccines too. Uh, vaccines are clearly if, if our society had any common sense no one would take any vaccine and I've done the research on the vaccines back to Edward Jenner in 1796 in England and I don't see any evidence that vaccines have prevented diseases at all they've changed the form sometimes by covering up symptoms of the body's attempt to throw off some toxin but As far as really stopping disease, no Clearly they don't And if we'd stop having blind belief in authorities We'd all realize that You know, in Disneyland When they had the horrible, terrifying measles outbreak You know who most of those measles outbreak victims were Who just got measles? They had been vaccinated with the measles vaccine So how powerful of a preventive is that? And besides, when I was a kid, you know, thousands of years ago, not, not that long, yeah. early 50s, we all got measles. It's not a big deal. If you're not malnourished and you're getting enough... We weren't even health food people. We were, you know, I was eating junk food. But basic foundational nutrition, protein and certain vitamins, then um, it didn't matter if you got measles. It's not a big deal. It's just a great windfall for the drug dealers to make measles vaccine especially if it makes you sick and then you need other drugs that poison you and get you to get sick and then you need other drugs and then when the drugs wipe you out totally then you can start removing your organs with surgery i mean it's the most insane not just crazy maliciously murderous medical system that money can buy not they don't want to kill you in most cases right away, although they kill you pretty fast with cancer therapies and stuff. But most of the time they kill you over a lifetime of debilitation. And we fall for it. So what makes people fall for this kind of stuff? See, we have certain innate faculties and senses that we're out of touch with. And we have to get back into touch with those. It's real simple. It's real simple. If pe- that's what I would call waking up. You know, there are levels of waking up. And it's commonly talked about in terms of if you wake up, then you're aware of all these bad things going on in the world, which is important. I th- I'm not advocating anything other than that, except that that's not enough to change the situation, you know, to stop it. Waking up has to go to a higher level, a deeper level than that. And what is it? It's self-awareness. We have to get back connection to who we are. Right now, most of us are identified with these mind programs, with our physical body, the costume we're wearing. That's not you. That's why this whole, that we would ever fall for racism or sexism or anything. It's just an indication of how far gone we are, how unconscious. Because you you choose a certain costume... For this lifetime, like choosing the character in an action video game, it's got the capability of going through the experiences that you need for your learning process. But it's just a blip in time. It's a very short time that you're here in any one costume. Six months or a hundred years, I mean, it's it's just a fraction of an almost non-existent time frame. So, who we are is not mind either it's not mind programs mind is an interface with the information that defines this plane it's not you it never was you're the being that operates through mind and body to experience things on this level your the words don't matter but i say that your spirit your consciousness you start getting that back getting that awareness back and everything changes and and one thing about you waking up to that level, it's very contagious. And you can start helping the world even if you say nothing. And what we need is a pandemic of consciousness. Positive pandemic of consciousness. And you know who could even be affected? The bad guys. Because underneath their hideous programming, the most de- demonic of them, who some of whom I've met, you, you don't want to go and make an appointment to meet with them. I would not recommend it. But you can affect them from inside yourself. And they know that. And that's their biggest fear. I don't think this is going to be solved by force or confrontation or anything like that. I think it's going to be solved when humanity gets sparked by individuals or groups in different parts of the world that get this reconnection. It's not some kumbaya New Age nonsense thing to make yourself feel better. It's powerful. If we get it in time before the extermination agenda goes too much farther, then we'll see defections even from within the worst parts of the power structure in this place will show its ability to, instead of a nightmare, it can be like heaven on earth. And massive power to help that happen is in your hands. So, I guess two points, and then we'll wrap it up. One is, when you hear something like, snake venom in the water supply, don't just say, oh, flat earth idiots, you know, how could anybody believe that kind of stuff? That's so obviously untrue. It's conspiracy theory. That's programming that you're falling for. If it's false and nonsense, look at it and find out. It'll still be nonsense. Instead of just writing it off, offhand. But if it's true, what a piece of understanding that you need that you're missing if you just say, Oh, that's ridiculous. Don't do that. It's my advice anyway. You can do it if you want to. So that's one thing. Because the reality of where we are in this projected dream world that people call the real world is so far beyond any science fiction movie made to date it's totally understandable that you wouldn't believe it. But my interest is in turning around what's happening now. I, don't want to, I know what's planned. I don't want to see it happen. And I know you're the person to help turn it around. I'm not kidding. I'm not talking about the whole audience listening to this video. I'm talking about you personally. So how brave are you? How much do you want to know what's really happening? You want the red pill or the blue pill. And the red pill goes much deeper than just what people talk about. It's vastly deeper. But it empowers you. If you're brave enough to take that step, if if we can take that step individually, we're helping each other. You're helping everybody that you care about. By helping yourself, they're indivisible. It's not like you're either selfish or selfless. Everybody's selfish but the people who understand that their self includes everybody else for, for real if they want to help themselves which they always do then they pour out everything they've got to help others because it's the same thing so no there's no proof the virus exists today unless they did it this morning and I haven't heard about it yet but I don't think so vaccines are successful inten- are successful they are effective. They're meant to hurt people, and they do, and they kill millions. Vars about 1% of the real cases get reported to Vars of injuries and deaths from vaccines, which show that millions have been killed by the COVID vaccine, vaccines, and many times that have been injured by them. So don't write that off. Don't write off the virus not existing because you might find out it's true and even when you find out it's true leave yourself open to being corrected that's science you don't find aha now I'm right you know grab onto this and don't let it go that's, that's not what we're supposed to do <laughs> say okay it looks like the virus doesn't exist which it, do, it really does look like that if somebody can show that it does great I'll change my mind right away with investigation don't write off anything without checking and leave yourself open to seeing your own mistakes. Um, the water supply thing, don't write it off as stupid because Janet Phelan discovered the mechanism of exactly how it's built to work. Take a look at at least the interview that she did with me. and She did another great interview, uh, maybe better than the one with me, with Brian Artis. And you can look that up. It's still on the Internet. It's on uh, drartistsshow.com, I think. And on J- Janet Phelan's side, too. All right. I, I posted um, links to Janet's archive page, and theres it's probably in there, too. You can find it. Be an investigator. Don't be a religious defender of whatever you want to believe, because if what you are believing is true, it will stand up to question, no problem. So, one of the people also mentioned something interesting about who wrote to me about the virus, non existence of the virus being nonsense. Oh, and they said that the reason that the virus hasn't been isolated is because it's nanotech. That's completely not the case. Lots of nanotech has been identified and even photographed, and some of that nanotech is within. Uh, the vaccines is self-assembling nanotech as well as graphene oxide, graphene hydroxide parasites of various kinds photographed by Dr. Madej who was almost killed recently and uh, a lot of others you got to be open to beyond science fiction being true if you really want to know what's happening and I suggest that you do because the bottom line end result will be giving you back your connection and your power, and we need you. Okay, that's my, my pitch for it. Um, this one comment that somebody wrote about martial arts, about sword, ancient sword fighting, being honorable. Um, yeah, probably the uh, the motives on both sides of a old sword fight may, and both sides may have been feeling that they were in the right. I've been involved in martial arts since the mid-60s, and I have great respect for it. And the teachers are amazing, the real ones. And their abilities are incredible. But now I'm interested in a different kind of martial art. Because remember, even honorable sword fights, in cartoons, everybody's fine. Or the bad guys get destroyed and they're gone and the good guys are fine. In real life, sword fights are leaving very unpleasant after-effects a lifetime of suffering missing limbs huge gashes right through the middle of your body if you stay alive i mean they're in cartoons yeah they're neat in real life no they're not neat and as you start waking up to who you are and your connection to everybody else you realize that if you get your power back in trapped inside the bad guy is spirit just like in you I hope you're following what I'm saying here and that if you get your power back you can awaken the real being inside the bad guy and change them back to who they really are there's a lot to say about that please consider there's something beyond what you know and we're all reaching for the next step time to do it because the world is in trouble And I don't want to see it go farther in the direction it's going. And I honor you because I think you're the key. I really do. I'm not kidding. Please consider anything you have to do to get back in touch with who you really are, not the ego personality, who you really are and where you came from. That's your homework and mine too. And I'll meet you next time.